Amen, you there? Hey, can you hear me? Yep, I was getting ready to call both of you guys. Oh, all right. But, uh, that's cool. Nope, that's cool. This is perfect. I didn't know how this worked. I was confused. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so, I, so I called. No, perfect. All perfect. right. All right. And Sam, you there? Yeah, hey, man. Hey, guys. Hey, Aaron. Sam, how are you, dude? I'm okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, man, I'm sorry I wasn't on. Man, I, it's, I just, uh, one of the main reasons is, is um, I, I get like a, anxiety and i can hear it yeah and it ruins it it ruins it, the the episode for me so i can't listen to anything that i'm on anymore hmm. and it fucking sucks um i don't want to quit doing it <laughs> but maybe it's, you know, i don't i don't know man I'm, I'm nervous about doing this well bear with me i'm, I'm sorry are you ready I, yeah yeah i mean i know about this shit <laughs> all right so we're going in three Anyways, I'm sorry, Aaron. I'm sorry. Sam, you never have to apologize for anything, dude. Ever. Guys, welcome back to a little bit of synergy. A safe space where everybody's welcome. Always. Welcome back, Sam George. Thank you, man. Welcome back, Sam. Good to have you. Well, thank you very much. And our first-time guest, the legend Aaron Martell from the R4 Podcast. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you very much. About time. <laughs> I know, man. I've been on your show, what, five, six times? Yeah, quite a few times. It's always good. It's cool. So, what's up, guys? A lot going on these past few weeks. I forgot I did podcasting. <laughs> I did, man. I, I... Hang on. I'm pausing this session. Everything okay? Yeah, I got a case of the nerves myself, man. Oh fuck! It's not Aaron just is, you. Aaron is a uh, Megan's tower. So what Shit, are we I'm doing? Freaking you guys out! What's going on, guys? <laughs> Fanboying. This this is your, this is your show. I should be scared. <laughs> well, I tell you, uh, are you, are we recording? No, not right now. See when I, I see I got in my head and now you're getting into your head. I shouldn't do that shit, man. <laughs> I used to be like that. When I first started, I would be super nervous. Even when I was recording by myself, I'd get like these weird butterfly things. I don't want to fuck this up, you know. And uh, but now I've done it, you know, over two hundred, three hundred times, so I don't get nervous anymore. Then I used to get nervous going on other people's shows when I started to do that. And now that's pretty, you know, I, I've been, I'm experienced enough. I've been doing this, what, five years. So now it's not, uh, now it's not difficult at all. I don't get the nerves anymore. Just came at me today out of left field. And I talk to people for a fucking living. Hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm just like, oh my God, I, 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 can't, I can't talk. I can't talk. You want to crawl into a corner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut the lights off. Yeah, that's <laughs> Okay. That makes it a little easier. <laughs> yeah, we just got to push through this awkwardness and settle into, you know, a conversation because we're, we're all friends. We all know each other. Mm-hmm. We've all spoken to each other many, many times. So, you know, it's just we, did, we just got to figure out where to really get this thing going and then, then we should be okay. You know, it's like a... a like a sports team that has the butterflies before they start playing. Then once you get into the game and you start playing, then then you settle into it. And all right, now now we know what we're doing. So yeah, jump in. Okay, side subject. I'm re- uh, reading this book called Chaos. Um, it's about the the CIA and the MK Ultra in the '60s and Charles Manson. <laughs> And uh, how the, the CIA, uh, like, tampered with, like, uh, they had, okay, that the CIA is indirectly responsible for the Tate LaBianca murders. <laughs> yeah. And all that shit, man, and it goes really deep. And uh, I'm, like, 30 pages in, and I'm already, like, freaking fascinated. You should, you should go get that book. Yeah, that MK Ultra is a wild story, and it's true. It everywhere. Yeah, it's true. It's like, yeah, it's really happened, man. And like, freaking Ted Kaczynski, and like, like, like I said, Charles Manson, and what was the other one? Uh, uh, hell, there's another one that was prominent, but you know, all being you know, acid being made at Harvard and then distributed. Yep. Yeah, the government <laughs> was using LSD to try to make Manchurian candidates. <laughs> it, yeah. it didn't work. Wild man. Yeah. Apparently, well, Charles Charlie Manson was uh, one of their people too, and uh, yeah, man, <laughs> it goes deep. It does. And the, the guy that uh, was the you know Randos uh, at Haight Ashbury, the the acid test, he was like uh, a prominent psychologist, and he visited Jack Ruby. Uh, before they say that Jack Ruby you know Jack Ruby shot uh, Lee Harvey Oswald and went to jail and uh, and he and this doctor goes and visits him in jail and then after he left he's like rocking in a corner and like in a state of psychosis and he think that this guy like gave Jack Ruby a mega dose of LSD so he'll never come back and that's how they covered it up (laughs) It's goes. It's so crazy, man. And then the same doctor was seeing Charles Manson in prison in Ohio. It's just fucking crazy how this shit's connected. <laughs> Anyways, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Let us let's talk about some devils, man. <laughs> okay. Well, we all got our own. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and uh, if there's what I find interesting is is um is that not just in rock music, there's like other music. You know, Satanic Panic had our parents, uh, Tony, you know, freaking the fuck out that we're listening to devil music. My mom tore my Iron Maiden Power Slave poster off the wall 
at great protest. My dad came in and said, hey, fucking stop it. <laughs> but it's because Gerardo freaked everybody out because of the devil. And I remember that. And uh, looking back and knowing you what watched I know that now, special. Yeah. Yeah. Sure did. And uh, it freaked my mom out. The year before that came out, my mom had bought me a Testament uh, cassette and, you know, Slayer. After that, she was, that's, she, she uh, went to her rosary. And uh, <laughs> she, she was holding on to that rosary all the time. And, uh, and Tony had, you know, the same experience. He had grown uh, Southern Catholic is a unique experience. Um, Tony, you can elaborate on that, but um, he, uh, I mean, our parents freaked out. And I think it's hilarious now, though, because the other artists that are, were into the cult, because mom didn't have a problem with Fleetwood Mac, you know, or, or, or Holland Oats. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> if that, but if it was like metal or something aggressive, then uh, it freaked them out. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Well, I, I, first of all, I've got to sort of give a semi-disclaimer here. I am not an authority or an expert on the occult or devils or demons or, the, you know, the stuff that we're talking about, but I do find it fascinating and I do find it interesting. I was, the word isn't raised, but I was brought up in the Catholic faith only to please my grandparents because they were a Catholic, but my, my parents weren't really practicing but they made me go to church. They didn't go to church, but they made me go to church. You know, so it was sort of like, uh, it was sort of like, you know, again, I think it was, I think it was more to please my grandparents than anything else. And I became an altar boy. I was lucky. I had a priest who was a good man. He didn't diddle me or anything. Well, maybe minorly, but you know, not, he didn't like, you know, super molest me or anything, you know, I'm, I'm kidding. He really was a good man. And, uh, but by the time now, this, this can get controversial and I, I don't know about your listenership, but you know, as, as long as we're keeping an over my, open mind here, I started having doubts when I was, uh, uh, hit adolescence. And by the time I was, I, I'm, well, you guys are so Catholic, so, you know, I got, I made my confirmation. So technically I'm a confirmed Catholic. The day after I made my confirmation, I said, I'm done. This is over. I don't believe this anymore. And uh, from then on, I've been a non-believer, and the only time I've ever stepped foot in a church is to go to a function, like a wedding or a funeral, you know. But other than that, I, I've been a non-believer ever since. So I don't believe any of the, any of this stuff that we're talking about. That it's that's your actual demons, devils, angels, whatever we're talking about here. But as a, as a point of interest, I just I, I'm fascinated by that stuff, and I saw. I, they I think if I recall in school, I, what, do you guys remember what year that Satanic Panic uh, show was, the Geraldo show? Well, it had to have been 88 or 87. 88. 87, or uh, it had to be. Yeah, because I know I was still in school, and they told us, like, they, they practically made us watch it. They said, you guys have to watch this. And they sent, like, yes. forms home for our parents to read. And so I, they didn't care if I watched it or not, but I did just because I was fascinated. I just wanted to see Ozzy Osbourne. And King Diamond, because I knew they were going to be on the show, and uh, they barely, boy, they really shafted those two guys too. Ozzy, they gave him like a like a little tiny spot; he could barely defend himself. And King Diamond, they just did like a little tiny sliver of him talking. I I thought that show was so bad. I thought the show was awful, 
and did not give you the other side of the story. You know, they, 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 it just, it had an agenda and they just rammed it down your throat. So after it was over, I said, this is bullshit. <laughs> and that's how I felt about it. Can we, we, can, we can swear, right? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, good. Yeah, no, I just thought it was fucking bullshit. I hated that fucking show. I thought that show was just complete and utter horse shit. So that's where I fall in on this stuff. Um, okay, that's thank you for sharing that, man. I appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate you opening it up with that. Um, me, I don't know where the fuck I fall in line with all this. I'm somewhere between uh, a, a lapsed Catholic and somebody that's hanging on to a, a grain of some kind of belief and something being on my side. And then I hang out with Sam a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> what a bad influence about yeah. this. <laughs> so I've always got that that little voice nagging, saying, you know what? As long as it doesn't add up. And he's right. He's right on a lot of those things, man. Well, I mean, this is such a hot button issue, right? Religion and politics, those are the two big issues that people really stand on either side of the fence on and it's very controversial i don't like talking about like we're, we're having this discussion now but i know that you two are open-minded i feel like that i'm an open-minded person but you can't you you know you can't be walking around like i i'm not gonna go walking in the church and saying you know this is i'm not gonna say that this is baloney you know i'm not gonna do that kind of stuff mm -hmm. no, that'd be disrespectful yeah yeah, yeah. i think people can believe whatever they want to believe, even if I think they're wrong, you know, and I'm not going to, and the thing about me is I don't care if you're a religious person. I don't care if you believe in, you know, the fairy monster from Venus, as long as you're not forcing it down my throat. Yeah. You know what I mean by that? And that, then I'm okay. I don't care. Believe whatever the heck you want to believe, yeah. you know, cause I'm not, I'm going to do the same. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to make you sit there and listen to what I think. I always tell my daughter, who is, she has a belief. I don't think she really knows what, because I didn't raise either one of my kids in any type of uh, religious doctrine. And my daughter, but my daughter has, uh, she kind of, she's, uh, incidentally, she's going to be 22 in a month. And, okay. she, and she has feelings that she believes something and I think her boyfriend is kind of influencing her because he's a religious guy. And uh, but I always say to her, because she knows how I am and what I think, I say to her, if you want to talk about this, you have questions that you want to ask me. If you want my opinion, you can ask me. I'm not going to tell you what to think. You know, and I do, I do the same thing with my yeah. son, who I don't even know what he thinks. We, we've never had this kind of discussion. I did that with uh, my girls, too. And. One of them claims that she's a Wiccan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I've raised my kids. We've raised them, I guess you would call them conservative side of, um, of, of a, I, I guess, I guess a Catholic household, but very loose fitting. Um, the kids still have some of those values. My boys do some, 
but they're they're kind of far off too, so you can't really tell that they um, they grew up in any kind of dogma, because it wasn't like that. Because what me and Sam grew up in was turn it's turning out um, was pretty fucked up. You know, the, the way they catechized us was was wrong. They, uh, they're going back and they're looking at a lot of things and going, yeah, we shouldn't have done it that way. Mm. It, it's it's all left a bad taste in my mouth. So, so yeah, I, I'm not really representing any faith these days. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. Well, yeah, but like, like we were talking about, everybody has their own unique experience, raising and, and their reasons, and that's fine. Like Aaron said, that's fine. And I'm not, um, it's, you know, it's probably unique to this country because of the, you know, or maybe even like, you know, um, the religious people who were say, um, it's of the devil if it's not Christian or anything, freaked the hell out when they saw. Slayer, man. <laughs> it was like, oh my God, wait. And I guess because it was so extreme and they hadn't seen it at the time, we didn't realize that, you know, the occult has been in music as long as humans have made music. It's just, you know, it's it's not, it's what I think maybe happened in the satanic panic. And there's been more than one, there's been more than one uh, satanic panic in, in different forms um, um, over. Uh, the millennia, you know, I mean, it's always happened, and mm -hmm. this time it happened here, <laughs> mm -hmm. and it was, it, you were, it was complete bullshit. And Geraldo didn't help anything uh, by putting that out. What he did is make us want to go find it even more. Sure did. And we started hiding that shit. Me and Tony had a system, man. We would hide stuff. We would tape, like hide our freaking satanic stuff. <laughs> we had a, <laughs> a little place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> remember and we would you put remember that behind the walls, Sam. You remember that tunnel I had behind the walls? Yeah, yeah. It's like a little it's like a little closet in the basement, but there's crawl space yeah. went all yeah. the way back behind the walls. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, I thought you were talking about that. Yeah. Uh place it was um Good times. Good times, yeah. It's where all the posters of Eddie you know, got all our yeah. satanic shit. <laughs> I remember Tony was uh, would was very uh, adventurous. Was was his? Uh, he was like, I was like, he, we went to get a coroner record, and uh, that was shit oh, yeah. was brutal, man. <laughs> I was like, this <laughs> kind of scares me. And then we would listen to Alice Cooper, uh, Welcome to a Nightmare. And, uh, and it's like, this scares me too, man. <laughs> it's like, it's all, it's all over the place in any kind of music. And I think it's funny. And I think it's kind of fascinating, like you said. Cause, um, but. You know, when I was young, in like, <laughs> when I was young in like elementary school, the heavy metal s scared me. I, I was, you know, because I back then when I really was a believer, you know, I, I, there was a, a period of time I've described it on my podcast as the, my uh, 
uh, pop purgatory phase where I stopped listening to hard rock and heavy metal and I started listening to more like like top 40 radio stuff because the heavy metal stuff like Ozzy Osbourne scared me you know what I mean I, yeah. I, I I didn't I didn't listen to his music because I just thought oh my gosh if I listen to this I, it, it, it's going to be evil. It's going to possess me or something like that. I really, you know, I, yeah. I, The Exorcist, that movie scared, I, that was the only movie I could really pinpoint that truly scared me to my core was, was that because I believed that the Holy shit, that could happen to me. I don't want that to happen to me. If I listen to Ozzy Osbourne and Iron Maiden, that's going to happen to me. So I was afraid of that music for a long time. And of course, like what we're talking about, that satanic panic, that stuff didn't help. You know, so by the but by the time I hit puberty, basically, like I said, that's when I started having thoughts, different thoughts, and starting questioning the whole thing. Then yeah. I started listen. Then I listened to a, a Maiden record. And I was like, wait a minute, this is awesome. I love this music. What, what, what was I thinking? Yeah. You know, and, and and eventually I was drawn to heavy metal and and darker imagery because I just then I liked that it scared everybody else. Like when I was a little kid, the song Black Sabbath scared the unholy shit out of me. The first time I heard it, I just, I, I, it, it freaked me out. Like I, but I wanted to hear it again. I, 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 I can't explain it. You know, I was almost like I wanted to be scared. Ooh, play that again. And, but I was scared. Like I, I would go to bed thinking about that song and I'd be like, oh man, I can't sleep. But, uh. I still yeah. wanted to. I still wanted to hear it again, you know. And then by the time I hit puberty, it was like, "Bring it on! Give me all the evil stuff. This is gonna really freak out the squares." And uh, and it did. Everything. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, the uh, the fact that it scared, yeah, like you said, uh, uh, Aaron, that. The fact that it scared other people is like, <laughs> because you know what? I'm glad we started off talking about, uh, you know, if you're a believer or not a believer. If you're, if you know that this is, shit's bullshit, it's not scary anymore. Becomes fun. Yeah, it's corny as fuck. Yes. If you, it's so stupid. Corny. It's stupid. It's stupid. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it's not scary anymore. However. You could do some damn blast beats over. It's like, it's really scaring the shit out of them. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Then, and then you know the 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 musicians that are playing the shit are pretty good. So there's that too. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. It's just, it was a perfect storm. Well, you guys uh, remember that after the in the '90s, it was Marilyn Manson. And when he got really popular and the whole country was freaking out about this guy, I was, by then, I was the way I think now. I'm like, it's bullshit. It's an act. He's just, he's just putting everybody on. What are you talking? He's ripping up Bibles yeah. and throwing it into the crowd. Come on. He's just, he's just egging you on. I, I knew, I knew what he was doing. But even my yeah. sister, my sister Shannon was like, oh my, no, I think it's real. I think he really means it. I think, but I'm like, no, it's bullshit. And by his next <laughs> album, he's, he's like, David Bowie androgynous robot guy and completely changed his sound and I was like, see, told you. He's full of shit. So Yeah. I bought Indie Crash Superstar because of the album cover. I was like, oh, this is gonna freak somebody out. And I bought it. And it wasn't bad. I like Indie Crash Superstar actually. It was you know, it's you know there's some duds on there, but the good ones are pretty good. And uh 
but if somebody, <laughs> I remember people like because we're in the conservative South, um, people like seeing that and going, "You listen to that? That guy's a devil worshiper." And mm. and I, it's still it was still going on, and it's, it's it still is now in, in certain pockets. I think everybody's kind of chilling out down here now, but. I forget uh, about that too. You guys are from the South, man. I tell you, I, 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 well, I'm I'm from New England. For anybody listening who, do, who doesn't know, I, I live in Massachusetts, so we don't have the we're not as um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like it, it, the the religious thing is not so prominent. And I remember a couple of years ago when we drove down to uh, Rock and Pod, me and me and Rock and Mike. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm like. There are we're all these crosses are everywhere now. I'm like, oh shit, we're getting into this. I could, I didn't, I didn't even realize that. By the time we got to Tennessee, it was like there's crosses everywhere. I looked, and it was, and and Mike was just like, yeah, yeah, we're we're down south now. I'm like, oh shit, this is this is what it's this is what it is. I didn't even realize that because we don't have it like that up here. You have to look for a church. You know, we don't we don't we don't have it everywhere. Like it was down there, and like billboards. There's you know a Jesus and religious type billboards down there. Like wow, they're really pushing it. Well, to quote Ani DeFranco, Mike Cordes, <laughs> there are 32 flavors and then some down here. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. All right. You can find one that fits your needs, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a business. Yeah. It's a big one too. They're everywhere there, and it gets thicker and thicker the more you come. Um, when I was, okay, so to go back to where, I guess, where we fall in this spectrum of, you know, beliefs and shit, I, Aaron, I, I'd say about 10 years ago, I kind of had a resurgence in my, in my faith. And so I, I sort of, some, something started happening and I started rolling with that for a minute and I, I found myself in, in going to mass and shit just for a minute yeah but I was there and I was drinking the Kool-Aid I guess you'd say and I'm um, I mean well real long way from there now like extremely long way from there There was, there was, um, I was doing Catholic apologetics and um, arguing the shit, right? Because I, I was into it. And um, I knew facts and figures about some of these churches and shit. And there, at, at, at the present time, there was like 44,000 different Christian churches in America. Wow. And, and growing growing like exponentially growing and don't we have like the most in the world is that why do i think that's a thing i don't know we got the most everything in the world yeah <laughs> but yeah we definitely have that yeah we have it in spades man because it's free to be here you know anybody can start a religion yeah it's true what we're doing. Yeah, it wouldn't even cost that. And if you were charismatic enough, you could get people to listen to you. You would be fine, and maybe you'd get rich. <laughs> Are you selling false hope? I don't, I don't want to get on that side of it. I'm on to stay on the music side of it. I'm sorry. 
But um, yeah, um, but kind of so music. Uh, I don't know if you guys did this, but music for me was a way to rebel against um, what was being shoved down my throat. You know, like Tony can confirm this that you know Sunday mass, Wednesday mass, and then you're taught catechism every day in school, and you have to pass that damn class, man. If you do not, you'll have to take it again. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that was like priority, and so listen to slayer was like the ultimate fuck you you know yeah yes and uh and all and then then it became like a like a a battle of arms like the most extreme 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 <laughs> extreme uh music that i could find is that's the one i would flaunt it's like i listened to behemoth or whatever now i don't remember what it was slayer was pretty rough like back in the corner and all these new really heavy fucking bands you know that made Metallica look, you know, palatable was uh, yes. was the what I was going for, and uh, I think that I think that's a satanic panic created a musical movement. <laughs> like all they all anybody wanted to hear was the really fast, heavy uh, satanic shit, and I don't think it would have been such a thing if they hadn't said anything. What do you guys think about that? Well, I think for they sure. helped it for sure. They help push it like 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 what uh, what one of you guys said. You know, you, you, if you tell me not to buy it, that's the one you're gonna want. And just the same thing when they brought the labels, the, the you know the uh, the warning stickers, on the CDs for the same thing. That what, what are you gonna buy? That's the one you want because you know there's gonna be something naughty on there or evil. Yeah. You know? So that's that's yeah. that's the record. Those are the records that I wanted. It's like the. Spicy pepper, you wanted that one. You need you wanted that little piece of that one right there. Yeah. Yeah. And then later on you had it it got you like when the rise of in in the nineties when you had the rise of death metal and and black you know, death metal in uh like uh Sweden and in in Florida, isn't that that's where you are, yes. Tony? Right? Yeah. There was yes. A big, huge death metal, and then the like the black metal thing in in Norway. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were they were explicitly satanic. Or you know, that's at least that's what they projected. You know, and they ended up like murdering their own, <laughs> their own band member. That thing that scene got really wild and violent. You know, I mean, you, you can see these black metal bands now that they, you know, they're wearing the corpse paint. There's blood everywhere. They have pigs' heads on stakes, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it, like you said, taking it to the extreme and keep trying to push it, push it as far as they can go. You know? And the music reflects that, man. I mean, yeah. it's the uh, I don't know. What what would you say? What's the heaviest thing in your arsenal right now? For me, it's. Um, Oh, what the fuck's the name of that band? Uh, the Sugar. Ever heard of them? Yep. The heaviest yeah. thing I'm listening to. That's pretty heavy. Uh, it but is. But that's not satanic, is it? Uh, it's not. It's. It sounds it. <laughs> yeah. I think Rock and Mike, Rock and Mike, uh, would have a good take on that. Yeah, uh, he probably uh, would. So, yeah, because he's into death metal. Right. This guy's that's another one. It's a rock, another fucking walking encyclopedia 
for a specific type of music. <laughs> He's like pulling bands out of his ass that are just. You look them up and like, oh shit, what the fuck? Man? Well, there's so many of them, and heavy metal has splintered off into so many obscure genres. You know, there's death metal, black metal, blackened death metal, symphonic metal, blackened symphonic death. It gets crazy. There's so yeah. many uh, uh, subdivisions of heavy metal now that it's I don't even know what's what anymore. You can and there's so many different bands. They all have weird names, like you know, like uh, you know, uh, squid penises, and you know, I, I'm making that stuff up, but you know, it's <laughs> no, crazy, but- you know. Yeah, it's, it's it's they're trying to get gross now. They're trying to get gross again, like Cannibal Corpse was back then. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like a septic flesh, I think is the name. <laughs> That's fucking gross. No, but you remember how gross Cannibal Corpse was with those, with those album covers Ugh, so bad. and their song titles and what they're. But I couldn't understand what they were singing about. I could not understand a word that I ha- always had trouble with the with the really heavy Cookie Monster vocals. Yeah, because I, Chris Barnes. Yeah, yeah, it's trash. I, I, I can't stand. It's Man, I've listened to songs that Tony sent me. Tony's into some of it. Uh, the good ones. Tony sent me some Lamb of God, and that band is fucking awesome. But when he starts singing, I just it loses me, man. I yeah. Just, I, yeah. I, I, come on, man. We're so, there's so many opportunities for a melody right here. Yeah. And you're doing that's all you're doing. Well, now, you guys, under- you guys are more music focused, right? <laughs> like, the, like, the, like, the, like music as opposed to vocals and lyrics. Mm-hmm. Or, or am I wrong? I, correct me if I'm wrong. But I I like everything, and I do pay attention to lyrics and, and vocals. So if I cannot understand what you're singing, I'm it's it's turns me off. Now the lyrics are huge for me. Oh, they are. Uh, yeah, they turn me on and they draw me in. Yeah. And poetically, I'm I'm a I guess you'd say I'm a poet at heart. I'm actually a published poet, so I'm that's I am poetic at heart. That's fan- that's fantastic. Yeah, Tony's always been like that, man. He'll come up with like a turn of phrase, just like, dude, that was fucking pretty, man. <laughs> it's like it's something like a a hot dog or something. So you write lyrics for the music that you write too, Tony? Um I have lately though, the stuff I write I cannot get to mesh at yeah. all. Yeah. And man, you wanna talk well, about doing writer's blog. About- yeah. <laughs> you're doing some crazy stuff. It would be difficult to it's nuts. It is. It's fucking crazy. Good. It's, you're pushing the limits, just like Cannibal Corpse did back in the day. <laughs> but we're see. See, I don't know enough about Cannibal Corpse. Were they were they quote unquote satanic, or were they just being like gross and horror? Um, shot. I mean, there's stuff ordered on. It was all drawn from like the most intense arousal of eroticism and flesh. Okay. And that was pretty evil shit. So it wasn't necessarily a spiritual thing, though? No, no, no. Okay. Not like some of the, like, I would say like King Diamond. Yeah. He kind of pushes that one. Yeah, well, he's, he supposedly was a an actual Satanist, or... He's always said that he was. He was or is? It was, is. I don't know. Maybe maybe he still is. I don't know. 
Yeah, I believe it. But he all man, his interviews I've seen, he always seemed like such a personable guy. Yes. Like, nothing. Nothing he's, like what? He's a teddy bear, man. Yes. Right. So he are was. some of the other people. And the you can understand what he though. sings, too. You know, even though he's got that, that high operator, I always could, I always, I love, love Merciful Fate and King Diamond, mm -hmm. the King Diamond band, but I can understand what he's mm -hmm. singing. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. Like Sidebar. That's cool. Yeah. And then, you know, you had like the, like, Deicide. I, mm -hmm. I, I, there was an album of theirs. Well, actually, we did it on the podcast because I got into, we, they had a guy that I worked with. He brought this album in and we started listening. And those lyrics were overtly satanic. Uh -huh. But it was hard for me to understand yeah. what the, the guy the was Shannon. singing to. <laughs> It was a Shannon Rock and Mike. Yeah, we brought Shannon on that episode. <laughs> she like, Seriously. She was a sport. I can't cool. believe she did that episode. She did. She was a champ, man. She hated she it. Did. She's like, I hated it. She fucking hated it. <laughs> she gave it a zero. <laughs> that was the best. That was so good. That was a great episode. <laughs> We still tease her about Deicide. Yeah, I, I, I see it sometimes. Um, then Rock and Michael send her some fucking death metal thing. Or <laughs> what are y'all doing for October this year? Um, oh. yeah, yeah. Well, for the Halloween episode, I always because of you know what we've been talking about, Mike. So we we give it to Rock and Mike. He gets to pick yeah. the album. I think yeah. we're doing it. I think actually we're doing an Exodus album this year. Oh wow! So, not like not like death. It's, it's they're thrash. You know what I mean? It's not not really death. Oh, yeah. So, he's taking it easy on me this year. <laughs> Exodus day. Yep. I think we're doing a newer one though. I think did they just put one out right? I think that's the one we're doing. The new one that recently uh, came out. What it was it called? Uh, War is my shepherd. I think. Maybe. Um, I think. I think. Whatever yeah, the latest record is that came out, I think it came out last year, if I'm not mistaken. That's the one we're going okay. to be. We're going to be doing. So. We all we all need more Gary Holt. Oh yes. Yes. Yes, he, he shreds. He does. He's done done well, filling in for Hanneman's Hanneman's shoes. <laughs> You know, that wasn't an easy job. And I remember well, that Slayer was thought to be satanic, right? They even played into it. Slaytanic. Mm -hmm. you know, well, Hello Aids was their second album. That album cover is gruesome. So they they flirted with it. That's what I was going to open the, the podcast, but I've got it right here, ready to play. Hello Aids. I love that. <laughs> I can't remember what he's saying. He's saying something Join like us that. backwards. That's it. Join us. Yep. This is how they open the show when I saw him. My wife and I were the phone. What's wrong with Join us? What's that? 
What's wrong with saying join us? Well, they when you hear it backwards, us. it sounds evil. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then you've got those like voices in the background. So. If I'd have heard that song when I was eight years old, I would have not slept for a week. That <laughs> would have just totally freaked me out. <laughs> I remember when I heard that that album. I went on a because um, I've I've always all right. Full disclosure here. I'm I'm like uh, I'm bipolar as shit. Okay. And, and I am um, like marked periods in my life by the effects of an album and how it was affecting me during that time. Makes sense. Sure. All right, that makes sense, Sam. Yeah, I do it. I do it too in other in different ways, but also with music. Uh, yeah, same yeah. here. I mark shit. Yep. And um, that album right there, in particular. Damn it! Fuck it. Go on, brain fart. Did it like trigger you, or did it did it soothe you? You know, I I don't know. Uh, wasn't a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a good thing. Yeah. I remember uh, Tony and I listening to music when we were like fourteen, fifteen, and uh, if something scared us, we'd have to fucking talk about it. You know. We were able to get through some shit with some. I don't. What was the specific songs? I think one of them was uh, on the Danzig record, man. Oh Jesus! The first one. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Chuck Biscuits. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Chuck Biscuits. But, yeah, I don't remember the song. And then was, I remember Mandatory Suicide being one that was uh, crazy for us. By Slayer, South of Heaven, that whole record. Yeah. Spill the blood. Spill the blood was really hard. Spill the blood. And surprisingly to me, behind the Crooked Cross, I'm trying to remember yeah. some of those other. I remember us listening to music like at three in the morning in his basement, like just listening to records uh, the whole night, drinking coffee and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, the Alice Cooper, we listened to Welcome to My Nightmare, man. And I remember that scaring the shit out of me because I really listened to it that time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, that's crazy. And, uh, and Steve, and he's like, anyway, it's like certain lyrics are, are like evil and dark, but are not corny. Scares me way more than the really fast shit. The really did, you know, extreme. Did we figure out that he was talking about his, his brother had died in. In the womb, yes, and that's yeah. not ex explicitly written about or spoken about in the yeah. lyrics, but we, we kind of deduced it. It was like, holy shit! You really, really, really have to listen to that to, to gather that from those lyrics. But that's what he's saying, and he'll and he's he's trying to put him to rest, or put pennies in his eyes. He doesn't like it when he cries. Yeah. You know, go away. That is some chilling oh, shit. Pretty. It's pretty too. And yeah. our parents would have freaked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't mind us now, Scooper, so much. 
because he wasn't that scary. <laughs> but well, he was the, about... in the seventies. He was in the in the mid seventies. He was before he started doing the schlocky, showtuny type stuff. You know, what I mean, before he became like yeah. vaudeville. Yes. You know, but around the time of Killer and you know Billion Dollar Babies, oh. he was scary oh. to Amer. You know, most of America. So it was Kiss for a little while. There again, well, so I, guess, was, I was yeah, I was scared of Gene Simmons when I was six years old, seven years old. Blood's yeah. pouring out of his mouth. He's breathing fire. His tongue looks like a fucking serpent. <laughs> He's going to eat me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I guess we were all just... Maybe it's just a personality type. that uh, We're all just, we're just drawn to the dark. Knights in Satan's service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... I, my parents liked music, and maybe that opened it up for me. My dad had, you know, the Kiss records, and I listened to Destroyer. I was four years old. He took me to a Kiss show. I was four years old. I don't remember it. I was too young. That's probably traumatic. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm just, I, still, I have anxiety to this day. I'm going to blame Gene Simmons just for the hell of it. But, yeah, fuck Gene Simmons. He, there was people did. who still thought they were evil well even well after their prime you know well you know well after they even took the makeup off they would pull up pictures especially of gene because of his makeup and i remember once that there was a there was a news article about it they they were saying this king diamond is evil he's satanic and they were holding up a picture of gene simmons <laughs> <laughs> so he he sued king for uh for like trademark for because you know simmons is the the lawsuit king he sued king diamond for uh trade trade you know makeup trademark and he so that's why king changed his makeup to like oh, kind of what he wears today man. that sucks that he would have to bow to, to gene simmons because 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 okay because fucking king diamond is he probably wore those marks i mean they probably held significance in in the cult circles, you know what I mean. I, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they do. And, yeah, it's it's unfortunate because he probably earned that shit. He probably did. But Gene Simmons is uh, he's he's some um, he's some shit too though. So larger than life, iconic. Yeah, it's it's hard for, for me with him because he's always been my favorite member of Kiss, even when he mm -hmm. tries so hard to make me hate him. I can't. I can't. He's just. I, I don't know. There was just something about him. Because and like I like I talked about earlier, though he scared me, I was still fascinated. I still wanted to see him. Like when I was a little kid. Um, this is a, this is changing the subject, but I'm, I'm this is parallel to what we're talking about. When I was a little little kid, now we're talking like preschool. I watched Sesame Street. And yeah. Sesame Street, they had monsters, right? And the whole thing about the monsters were they weren't supposed to be scary. They were teaching you how to read and count and stuff like that. Well, no, I had nightmares about these freaking monsters. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just, but I never told my mother. I never told my mother that they scared me because I thought she, I, if I thought if I if I told her, she wouldn't let me watch Sesame Street anymore. And I still wanted to watch it. I still wanted to see these monsters. I was always into into monsters too. I mean, this is this is a parallel thing too. You know, I love the Universal monsters like Frankenstein and Dracula and where you know the Wolfman and all that stuff. I was fascinated by that. And then I graduated to King Kong and Godzilla and you know the, the bigger monsters that were gonna crush your 
You know, even even Jaws. I had nightmares about Jaws, about sharks coming after me in the water. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, I got I got the feels on that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's good as shit out of me, Jaws. I used to have it. dreams of being on a boat and a fucking shark coming after me. You know, yeah. because I saw Jaws. It's weird. That, Jaws was about. I the love time. Jaws. Yeah, that was about. I the love time. all those things you just named. <laughs> Piranha. I remember Piranha. <laughs> I remember I that remember too. That shit. Shark no, it was on yesterday, man. It was on yesterday. <laughs> Ian Ziering was in that movie. The one I was that was on. The guy from uh, 90210. Oh no. Yes, it was so bad. So bad. Hey, I got a movie pitch, Tony. Mm -hmm. Tony, I got a movie pitch. It's gonna be okay. Flood Flood Python. No, Python Flood. <laughs> it's gonna be set in California. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna flood. It's gonna flood so much. It's gonna bring all these pythons to Ocala. Isn't that already happening in Florida now with the Everglades? <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. It's, that's a couple hours south. I think the movie already wrote itself, Sam. <laughs> I think it's already. I think it's already yeah, happening. All we gotta do is put in somebody pretty that's gonna live, and uh, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, like uh, in the 80s, you know, some of these kids took it too far. Like, look, Ozzy got brought to court. Judas Priest got brought to court because kids killed themselves, supposedly over these evil lyrics or whatever. And I remember, you guys remember that, right? I mean, what, what a bunch of horse shit that glass. was. Stained glass. Yeah, stained glass. Uh, better by you, better. Oh, shit, can you remember? Yeah, it. it was a cover tune on that album, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Cover, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were that shit right there. It's like that. Those the people that caused all that stir up was the early forms of Karens. That's what happened. Yeah, they caused such some bullshit because their husbands had a great job. Um, they stirred up such a commotion that it got fucking media attention and it blew up. And fucking Judas Priest, Rob Halford may be the sweetest guy in the world. I mean. Him and Elton are right up there, man. I mean, well, I they had them. they had the best defense, Fucking right? The whole, their whole point was, yeah. why would we tell our fans to kill themselves if they're dead? They're not <laughs> buying our records. <laughs> yeah. you know, wasn't the whole and reason it, that it, Ozzy they, was on that Geraldo thing because of the suicide solution thing, right? The kid killed himself. Yeah. 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 Yep. Which is a great song, and he might just have good taste in music. Oh, I love and that song. Lyrics. They're not even about. They're not even about killing yourself. No, it's about booze. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Which they proved in court. But I, I saw that they had like a the, the prosecutor in that. He still believed that this song made this kid kill himself. You know, especially in the end, we look when you hear that, get the gun, get the gun, shoot, shoot, shoot. That's not what he fucking said. Cut it out. <laughs> Don't be stupid. But people are going to hear what they want to hear. You know, like playing the records backwards. Remember all that shit? Backwards masking? <laughs> Stairway to heaven? <laughs> Stairway to heaven. That's a reach. That's oh, we did man. it. Me and Tony did, did shit in the basement. We Played it backwards? It. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We sure as hell did. And uh, it's we there. thought we heard it. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> you you got to... You gotta sing it just right, you know. You gotta 
You can hear what you want to hear. We did it with cassettes. You heard. Yeah. There's a bustle in your intro. Don't be alarmed, though. Just uh, spring clean for the May Queen or some, some, somewhere in that part right there. Here's to my sweet Satan. Isn't that yes. what it supposedly said? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good. I'm glad it said that backwards because they, they were they were coming forward with their whole thing, the May Queen, all that shit. Have you seen Midsummer? No. Watch that movie, and then then come back to me with the May Queen. Hmm. Okay, it'll fucking freak you out. I'm telling you. <laughs> that Midsummer. movie. Midsummer. Okay. Yeah, Midsummer. S O M M A R. Yeah. Who's in it? Florence Pugh and some other people. All right. It's a great movie. Trust me, man. Come on. It's it's great. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> All right. I but I don't believe for a second that they actually put backward messages in this stairway to heaven. But the only thing that could give you pause is that Jimmy Page was a genuine occultist. So unlike the guys in Sabbath and some of these other ones, that you know, Jimmy Page actually really was into the shit. And he was a collector. Yeah. It makes makes Led Zeppelin cooler because of it, too. Yeah. He owned uh, Aleister Crowley's old house. And he did not like it. Yep. He said, what do you mean? Place, he didn't like it? Nope, he sold it. He said that place had bad vibes, bad juju. Yep. Too bad. <laughs> too. Didn't he too own bad. an occult bookstore, too? For a while? Yep. Yeah, I don't think he still does anymore. I don't think he, I don't think he has that anymore either. But he did for a little while. You know, he does have a, a vast uh, occult collection. Danny Carey. Really? That's really. Oh yeah. Uh, you can look it up on his website. He's responsible. He he does the shapes, the sacred geometry. Yeah, he's. I don't know what he's into. Uh, I don't care. He's the best drummer in the world right now. Uh, you name it. Well, Tool it. has all this weird imagery. I, I assume that some of it must be occult-derived. Most definitely. I can tell you more about it. Yeah. Between myself and Sam, Aaron, he would talk to me about that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm, he's the guy. Talk yeah. to him. Yeah, I dipped my toes in it a little bit just to, you know, and uh, I was just like, okay, it's, it, and I'm not scared by it because I, like, like we discussed earlier, I don't believe, actually believe in any of this stuff. I just find it fascinating, but it was so complicated. Yes. Even like some of the stuff they put into the music, I like, I can't believe you guys took the time to, to figure this out and do this. I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, I even read somewhere, and I, maybe, uh, Tony, I don't know if, if this is a thing. So I read that if you resequence lateralis, it will reveal to you some type of message or some type of, uh, I can't even remember what it was called. Shit. It was some type of, uh, uh, like, secret spiral or some type of thing that was, you know... Yeah, yeah whatever it is. Well, we, we know that the track itself is based on the... I'm talking about taking the whole album and putting the tracks in a different order. Uh -huh. It would open up something. Oh, are you talking about the golden... The golden golden ratio or something? Yeah, something like that. I don't know what it was, but yeah, I read that. And I don't know if it's a... Yeah. It's a 
Fibonacci sequence. Yeah. It's a golden ratio. You get, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, it's recognized in all things beautiful, I think. I think that's what this um, uh, pleasing to the eye. You know, if it doesn't have a golden ratio, then it, we're repelled by it. Yeah. It's, something's off. It's, um, it's the perfect. The perfect distance between two extremes or something like that. It's, it's defined as the perfect distance between two extremes. Mm. Yes, the, the song Lateralis was definitely based on that. Oh, yeah. And... Um, and I've heard that you can switch the songs around, and it—I don't—but I don't think it reveals anything to you. He's telling you anyways in the songs. Just listen. It's, you don't have to rearrange it. Some of these Tool fans are fucking nuts, man. Yeah. And they oh, have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking nuts. <laughs> but you know what I like about Tool is that they fucking killer fucking music, and that's the only reason and i think everybody should at least you know and whatever they're trying to, they're not trying to persuade you or anything they're just observing the, the land you know they're not they're not trying to build a cult they're the the ignorant uh the no excuse me i'm sorry i'll take that back the uh young people that are like in, into tool and, and trying to make it like Maynard James Keenan's a prophet or something are are just kids <laughs> they don't know what the fuck they're talking about they yeah. and they're they're all over the internet and so that makes people uh you know like as in your case Aaron you know it's like these fucking tool fans are fucking crazy yeah <laughs> and I like tool now yeah How they used to kids, irritate yeah. me and I think that was a part of the reason what held me back from liking the band is I couldn't stand their fans you know, saying mm -hmm. like tools, the because they were like tools, the only music that matters. It's the it's the greatest thing. There's nothing <laughs> else. You know, fuck you. That's how. That's what my instincts were like. Fuck you. I'm not listening to this hit, uh, bullshit. You know. So, in, but doing the podcast, especially with you being such a tool fan, Sam, and requesting that we review, you know, review the album. So at first, I'm bringing my own prejudices to the music so my first few listens and we did the pot and we did the couple of podcasts i'm like nah, i don't know i don't know if i can do this but i've kind of there's something <laughs> that something in that music must have clicked something in my brain because i have listened to it quite a bit since and like i, I like i've told you sam i'm coming around on it uh, big time so you know I'm, I'm slowly turning into a tool fan and uh i never thought that that would happen <laughs> You know, I don't well, foresee myself being, you know, like one of those rabid culty tool fans, but you know, I, I, I definitely have a huge appreciation for the band. I, I, I see what they're doing. I get it. And the musicianship is top notch. So, yeah, Tony turned me on to tool and I was the same way at first, but it didn't take me long. Um, he, 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 he played me, uh, I'd already heard prison sex and everything. I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And everything. But when he, I went down and, and saw him after a while, we, we had a time apart, maybe it was a year or so, a year and a half, or, I don't know. We hadn't seen each other in a minute. And went over his house and we hung out all night and he played me the uh, anima or anima. I don't know how you pronounce it. It doesn't matter. Um, and uh, he's like, listen to how long this guy screams. 
<laughs> and I was like, okay. And he's like, and he kept screaming and kept screaming. It's like, yeah, that's pretty long. Holy shit, did they edit that? And he was like, no. <laughs> that's oh, one guy screaming. Bitch. Yeah. And uh, holy shit, man. These guys are for real. And fucking blew my mind, man. Yeah. Blew my mind. That night we listened to that record. You know, it's Anima, you know, the one with Schism. Not Schism. Uh, Stinkfest. Stinkfest. Yeah. And, uh, 46 and 2. Yeah. Holy shit. 46 and 2 is incredible. I've heard that song so many times and it still holds up. And that might be, you know, in a going back to the you know subject of the podcast a southern christian or southern catholic might think that 46 and 2 is just too much for our young kids to ingest with their fragile minds but what it did for me is like who the fuck is carl young you know mm. <laughs> that's why i think that's why people love tool so much is because they make make you like think and of course, this was you know 20 years ago, and I was a different person then. But it did get me to start thinking even more about the world and you know religions and 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 uh, humanity in itself. And, and then I I came to the conclusion that there is no God, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fine with it. I'm really cool. That there's no God. It's it's better that there is no God, and uh, you can you can do what you want. But uh, uh, just don't, yeah. Like Aaron said earlier, don't 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 shove it down my throat, man. We can be nice and and disagree. Tony and I disagree all the time, and we're always nice. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do, and that's cool. That's cool. It's part of what keeps the dynamic there. You know. Well, you just wish that people could, more people could have these kind of discussions like we're having right now. You we know, go just... for the jugular, man. We do. We we open, we've opened up this, this whole podcast. The whole idea was, I, I've said it before, it's open forum. It means we can talk about it. There's no, there's there's no holds barred. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just, we, we're respectful and all. But, you know, we, we tackled the tough subjects. We've talked about some shit on this show, man. I feel like we've, we've opened up some old wounds and shit talking about some of this stuff. Yeah. So it's all good, though. It's all good. Tell us your trauma, Aaron. Uh, my mother was a witch. <laughs> Burn alive. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. It's a reaction. Actually, actually, uh, she, she was, or at least she. Uh, of course, I, I. Anyway, she uh, had crystal balls and spells. She was a very, very good um, tarot card reader. You know, like like would have would have astounding would have astounded you if she had done her. And she's she's uh, dead now, but she. She was good at that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? And I, of course, I'd never believed in that stuff. You know, by the time by the time she declared herself a witch and and headed a a, a small little coven down in Virginia, I was out of it. But it was more, it was that Wiccan kind of stuff too, you know what I mean? But they cast spells and 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 that kind of thing. She yeah. gave me charms that she had put 
spells on or whatever and i just okay okay ma <laughs> you know <laughs> but uh i love that so much yeah but my daughter i think that's another reason my daughter really my daughter loves the thought that she's a witch's granddaughter <laughs> you know so and my mother <laughs> sent her a big box full of like stuff to to cast her own spells and like you know witchy uh, trinkets and things so she yeah. she loved that she thought that was just amazing but you want to hear you want to hear what i descend from aaron yeah my grandfather was a 33rd degree freemason aha that's the highest level isn't it order of the western star yeah scottish right some bullshit. i don't know what all of it means but yeah that's as high as it gets yeah yep that's uh I don't, I'm not aware of any uh, Freemasons in my family lineage, but uh, I had I had a friend who was involved in it, and I always used to tease him. He carried this little book that he had to, like, read and study. I don't know if this rings any bells, Tony, but he had to, like, read and study this. So, he like, he, he wasn't as high as as your father, but he was trying to get there. And, and, and I guess saying, I would just tease him. I said, all right, so, you know, what's the secret of the universe i want to know are, are they teaching all the secrets and he would laugh at me and you know i really don't know what they what they were you know these uh secret societies like that i don't know i don't know what they're doing what they're supposed you to got do. me you got <laughs> me but, but i'll tell you what um whenever in my life back then whenever a, a string needed to be pulled whew, somehow it did yeah and and things just worked out in my favor and really made me question you know if my prayers were being heard or my my grandfather just made a phone call or something right well well uh, <laughs> both, both your prayers were being heard by whatever you wanted to hear it and uh yeah your grandfather was definitely making phone calls yeah <laughs> Well, the Masons like, also yeah, used to have a bigger presence than they do now, too. I mean, how many how many presidents were Masons? Uh, I think most. Of until, all of them until, yeah, like, Pretty Obama. much, right? Yeah. yeah I think, yeah, is, I think so. Is that right? Obama is not, is not one? Uh, he might have been. Hell, I don't know. I'm just saying. Change the rules for him. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, assholes. <laughs> no, I am. Um, Aaron, I went through a phase where I was in shamanism myself. Yeah. Like, what you're talking about, I, I get that. I, I, I get what Sam's daughters are going through, where they're at, because I, I'm, I've done it for a while. Yeah. It's pretty fun, man. It's a, it's a, it's a fun existence. Yeah. But, but it's also, it, it, it's not sustainable. You know what I mean? Because you, you're trying to plan your life around all these these forces, and, and you can't you can't be one of these flakes and live a good life here's, at the same here's time. The yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, man. I, thanks for saying that, Tony. Um, here, here's just, just a thought. But I think that. My girls uh, are 
more well adjusted to, to the life. I mean, they grew up with the internet. We, fuck, we invented the internet. So fuck off. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but the kids that I raised are not afraid. New ideas. They're not afraid. They're both open minded. Because I did not put them in that rigid thing. Now it has some some uh, backlash because I think uh, they they lack discipline, and I had discipline at least when I was younger. I was uh, disciplined, and I think that I lost that. But I think they're way smarter than than I was at their age, and that was a good thing because they're street smart and set tech savvy. You know, I didn't pull back anything. You know, I hid the drugs that I was doing around them, but I didn't um, shelter them so much the way I was sheltered, man. I didn't, when, if it wasn't for my dad, I would have been a fucking priest. My mother (laughs) was like, (laughs) so it was kind of strict, but, you know, I think, uh, I, I don't know. It's it's everybody's their own individual. I I'm not gonna freak out if uh, everybody thinks that the music is is terrible. You know, if some Christian freaked out. Damn it, Tony! What was my fucking point? <laughs> I feel you there, man. That that's happened to me about two or three times this show. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I think it's cyclical, man, and I think that our kids are going to figure some things out um, to, and, and raise their kids better, and uh, we're going to keep learning, and we're going to all become robots eventually because the Neuralink, and then it won't matter anymore, <laughs> and we got to get off this planet before fucking Yellowstone blows, okay? Got to get off the planet before Yellowstone blows. <laughs> think that's that's what we need to know well you won't have to worry about that sam you'll be long gone before you stumble <laughs> but my descendants hey this that's an interesting question i know you care about your your kids and your grandkids oh gosh i love my then their kids and their kids and their kids what do you think about the one that's living 100 years from now you like that one <laughs> I can't even entertain that even as an exercise because (laughs) I won't know that kid and that kid won't know me. That kid won't. You figure when you when you're dead, Sam, within two or three generations, you're completely forgotten. Completely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't 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 know. I don't know my father's. (laughs) I don't know my 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 father's grandfather's name. I don't. (laughs) I know his father. I know my great my grandfather. I don't know his father's name. No idea. You know, you just, you just forget. And I didn't know him. You know what I mean? I did. I, it has no uh, effect on me whatsoever. So most people, unless you're extremely famous or, you know, an important historical figure, you're gone and forgotten within, yeah. within three generations. You're just a, you're, you might be a tombstone that means nothing to your great, great grandkid. They will you know not visit. 
maybe your grand your your grandson or daughter drags her there. The this is your grand this is your great grandfather, and he's gonna look at that well, and go, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you would spend all of your time walking from grave to grave, visiting your ancestors. <laughs> yeah. So I don't worry about that shit. I don't worry about the the future generations. I can't. I can only worry about what me and my world here and my kids. And if I'm not a grandfather yet, but if I, you know, I would worry about them, you know, the ones that I can see and right. have an influence on. Aaron, how old are your kids? My Don, son is do? 24, and my daughter is about to turn 22 in a month. Okay. okay. So they love you again. They st they still love me. I'm I'm lucky. They got through okay. the trauma that I subjected them to as kids. <laughs> you know, so. And uh, they seem to be okay. Okay, that's cool. Our kids are about the same age. They've both been yeah. on my podcast for, really? for, for an episode each. Yep. That's cool. One, Michael's been on one with, with uh, me and Sam, my that's youngest cool. son. That's really cool. Yeah, my son yeah. is too... He, he's, he just... Because he's a music fan, and he's actually... Uh, you know, I, he's for, for some reason I don't know how this happened. He likes a lot of the music that I for some reason I've really rubbed yes. off on him. Like he's his favorite band is Iron Maiden. You oh, know, wow. what I mean, I'm like, are you? Kidding? I'm like, what? You know, he, yeah. I, I I'll never forget this. It, I, it was I know it had to be 2011. He comes home to me from middle school and he goes he goes Dad, I heard this really cool song today. It's called Ghost of the Navigator. I go what? He's like Ghost of the Navigator. I said. That's like that's Iron Maiden. He goes because he didn't know who did it. He's like, yeah. So I went and got the CD and I played the song from. I said, is this it? And he says, he goes, yeah, this song's awesome. I said, if you like this song, you might really like this band. And I gave him the Brave New World CD and he took it. I think that's still his favorite record to this day. He, it's it's still his favorite Maiden record. And from then on, boom. He, and now he's a Maiden nut swinger. You know, I mean, he's part. He's part of their fan club. He gets. He gets. He has all like this. He has all this. Mer he must have like thirty maiden T-shirts. He might even have more. That's you know, so cool. Every time they go on tour, we go see. Like we have tickets for when they come in October. We're gonna go see him again. We see him every time they come through on tour, and you know. But and he's also into a lot of the like priests. We've seen priests a couple times together, and we, we've seen Kiss, and we've seen. You know, he likes. He likes Sabbath. He likes all. He, he likes a lot Very of good. my shit. So it's like, that's pretty that's, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, he's my concert buddy now. You know what I mean? I, I, I never dreamed that that would happen, but it was, it's like, this, it's the best thing ever. It's like the dream. Like, that's like, like the dream came true. This yeah. is something that I truly bond with, with my son. And I was, I always hoped that there would be something like that. Like there was sports. I, I used to be a big sport. That's my, one of my bonds with my father was sports, especially mm -hmm. football. And my and my son, he's a fucking oh, yeah. football nut. So we can talk football. We can talk music. We both love Godzilla and Star Wars and all my nerdy shit. It's crazy. You thought the kid was like cut out of my asshole. You know, it's it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. That's my Michael. Michael's that way for me. He's, in fact, he was the the episode he was on with me and Sam was a review of Ten Thousand Days, which was his his. Uh, pick so that was oh he picked cool. that sam that's yes. your jam that's your big album isn't it uh that's that's the one that touched me the most yeah, uh, yeah he, I, I, I get emotional over that shit man <laughs> he picked that 
right when my dad passed away and he was like we need to listen to this and i was like okay son how old is he tony he is 21 okay all right he's my youngest he's my youngest so what else do you have (laughs) i've got a son who's one year older than him Mm -hmm. and i've got a daughter who's five years older than all right so our kids are right in the same age range that's cool yes yeah that second kid, that middle kid there, is uh, Tony with long, beautiful hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like him. It's so good. I love it. He's the one that gave me the grandson. All right. Yeah, I don't need that. Okay. I can wait for that. <laughs> I don't have anything in the horizon with that as far as grandkids go. And I'm quite content to wait for that to, to happen. Yeah, wait as long as Jesus freaking Christ. Please wait. Yes. Um, make make them abstain in a good Catholic fashion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something I never understood either. I just thought that was I thought that's a horrible, horrible thing. And then 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 they wonder why they have the controversy that they've had. You know, you're not going to let your priest get married. You're not going to let them fuck. Well, what do you think is going to happen? You know, right. I don't know. Yeah. So it gets to human nature. I mean, you're denying that this is a human being by restricting him. Then he's going to do something horrible to someone else. It seems um, to that's that seems to bear out. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's um, fucking insane. And people that wrote that Bible were also insane. Fuck off. <laughs> Religions. I mean, like I said, I just feel lucky that the, the priest that I grew up with was a, was a good man, he, or at least he was to me, you know? I was never diddly with, man. All the priests that I have ever seen, met, and taught by were wonderful. I loved them. And I think they loved me. These were good people. Yeah. And they were, um, nothing ever that I know of ever happened around us. Yeah. But I happen um, to know, in my case, like where at, at the time when I was in when I was in my altar boy phase, one two towns over, there was a there was a priest who was not a good guy, you know. So it, it probably was just lucky I happened to be living in the town I was living in. You know, if I was if I lived at you know two towns north, I who knows what could have happened to me. There was a choir master at church I went to uh, in my parish who was a uh, he was a pedophile uh, he was aggressive towards me and several other people my age um, he came out and asked me straight up and folks this has a happy ending so yeah I'm, I'm telling this one on the show um, he uh, he asked if at a young age if I like porns and I was like I, I, I wasn't with it so I told him no thank you and I weaseled my way out of that situation that guy blew his head off later in life so I'm know. really sorry to hear that happen to you Tony I just uh, I don't know I don't know yeah it's that's all that's what it is you know uh, whatever yeah 
I don't think you told me that, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was, uh, that guy was real prominent there. Do you guys believe well, in fate, in destiny, or karma? Any of that stuff? Hell no. Well, I don't believe in any shit. Any, any of that shit. I think it's random. I, I don't believe in any any supernatural shit. Unless it's science. I don't. I can't. Because it doesn't make any sense. Tony keeps me grounded. <laughs> because he, he keeps his mind open to... Uh, yes, <laughs> I do. I do. And I do believe in chaos and chance and change and fate, destiny, whatever you want to call it, karma. I like all this stuff, man. They're, it's all it's all got a good ring to it. I like to observe. That's kind of my role in life is I'm, I'm really an observer. And so I like to pick out the the poetry and in motion in life. And if I can see a pattern there, I'll, I'll pronounce that. Observer, what do you think about these new telescope pictures? They're way out, <laughs> they're looking way out there now. <laughs> the name, I like the name of, I've got my buddy's name is James Webb. It's the James Webb telescope. Yep. Every time I see it, I'm like, and he's the least, he's the farthest thing from me. He's not cosmically minded at all, at all. Anyway, shut what, what up. Is... I'm sorry, buddy. No, shout out James Webb. That's all. Go ahead. James Webb. James Webb. Um, so the James Webb Telescope is that what you're telling me? I haven't heard of this at all. Yes, this thing's amazing. Yeah, it's a telescope they put up there. It's a lot more powerful than Hubble, and they're. They're starting to get the first, well, they're starting to release the first pictures that it's taken. And it, it, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Pictures, pictures of the early universe. Yep. How, how, how does it do that? Because it's going so far, so many light years upon light years of, of distance that time is, is being bent to such a degree that you're seeing something that happened so far, so far back in time. That's, yeah. That hurts my brain. I can't fucking. Uh, yeah, it's crazy see, stuff. That hurts my brain. Yeah. I, uh, fucking Einstein. And that's what makes me really skeptical about like spiritual stuff, even even alien you know, uh, extraterrestrial stuff is just mm. people, human beings cannot, cannot truly wrap around their brains. What kind of distant, how vast this fucking universe is like this, this, the picture that we're kind of talking about, Tony, where it shows all the galaxies. Those are galaxies. Those are cl huge clusters of stars. Stars are humongous. Our yes. sun is a star. You yeah. know what I mean? And our sun is a, not a big star at all. They've got, there are mm -hmm. stars that like dwarf it, that make it look like, you know, a pebble of sand. Yeah. And all these, like all these, stars, and there's these galaxies that are way out there. These, these distances, we can't wrap our heads around how big this universe is. You know, like all we think, when you're, when we're going through our daily lives, I'm sitting here now in my, what I, what I refer to as the Aaron cave. It's my, you know, my, my room, my little space, my man cave. Yeah. 
this is like my world right now. And a lot of times it, this is this is all it is. Or, or downstairs, my wife is downstairs, my dogs are here, I go to work. All, my space, my area is like within, and I work in the same town that I live in. So it's all right here. I venture out once in a while to go to Walmart or whatever, or to the yeah. grocery store and come back. That's my space. This is nothing to what, you know, we're, we're talking about, and that, and I think that's most human beings frame of mind. That's why, that's why you ha that's why people can imagine a higher power looking over us because that's all you can, you, that's all you can comprehend is yeah. your, is your world, even like the earth, which is a vast place, big place too. But you know what I mean? That's the, uh, it, something watching over us and has got to keep track of this unbelievably vast thing. It just makes me go, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I don't think anybody really, we can't grasp what the, the, the actual vastness of the universe and space and if people hear the term light year and they think of it as because you hear the word year and you're thinking <laughs> that it's a, a unit of time it's not it's distance mm -hmm. you know it's it's the it's how far light is traveling in, in a year and that's a fucking long way and, and these and these <laughs> these stars and galaxies are billions of light years away from it we it, it's it's too much it's too much like you said sam my, my brain will explode you can't process it you can you can even back up from that galaxy picture where where the galaxies look like stars, and you can back up, and the the picture is of universes that look like stars. That's probably what's going on. And there's something bigger that we can't even perceive. Comes from. I don't I don't know the math. Just the, I, I suck at math, man. But it seems like it's something that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. You ever seen a fractal? You seen a fractal in action? I've, I've done no, acid. No. Fractal geometry or fractal. Uh, there's that you probably you probably seen um, like in a movie whenever they go into a trip scene, they'll they'll do some spiral. Okay, yeah, and it goes into itself over yes. and over. Yes, that's that's what a fractal does. Okay. Like an, uh, okay. Tool out cover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Like Star Trek shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So no. I, I, yeah. Fractal natures. If they, if they, um, what's the word? Well, spiral is the word. Yeah. If they uh, have that telescoping effect. Well, everything seems to be mathematical, you know, especially on a cosmic level. They, how, they try to figure out how, how the universe works through mathematics. You know, when it gets it gets more complicated and complicated. But, you know, music, music is extremely mathematical. Very much so. I love it because of that, even though I suck at math. Why is it so appealing to me? Geometry is also mathematical, but I love I can I can do that. But I can't do algebra. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there's something like in our DNA, I think, man, that makes us love music. What do you guys think about that? Like, like it's primal. Like it, we've evolved so many over millennia with uh, somebody playing something. That music is fucking essential to my well-being. Well, what 
what drew me in at, at the earliest stage that I recall was my uncle's, one of my uncles, more than likely my uncle Mike, playing um, Sabotage, Thrill of It All. Nice. Uncle Mike. Yes. Shout out, Uncle Mike. Uncle Mike. And, um, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Well, I've told the story many times on my podcast, but that's the thing. It, 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 for me, I was lucky enough to have parents who grew up during the 60s. They were young when they had me, and they liked the the contemporary music at the time. So basically, I had a back, I have a huge background of classic rock, the whole spectrum, from you know, uh, folky singer songwriter stuff, Simon and Garfunkel, uh, uh, Cat Stevens, Elton John, Billy Joel, right up through the hard rock, The Doors, Led Zeppelin, The Rolling Stones. I had a background. I heard all this shit growing up, so I so I absorbed it. I bet you I absorbed some of that nice. stuff in the womb. You know what I mean? That's that's why. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's, that's that's where my musical obsession was born. And then by '76, when I discovered Kiss, it was like, "Fuck, this is my band now." Because my parents didn't listen to Kiss. You know, what I mean, my my dad was like, "Ah, that was, that was he just thought it was a gimmick." You know, what I mean, ah, I was fucking ass. They had nothing. You know, he didn't like he didn't like Kiss, but I did, and I liked something that my dad didn't, and that was cool. That was you yeah. know that that made me feel like, "Ooh, I got something on him." You know, <laughs> but I always liked the music that they played because when they were home, they would play their records. And I grew up, you know, I, Fleetwood Mac rumors. Holy crap. That's one of my favorite records of all time. I heard it all the time. My mother played it, you know, so that's where my background comes. I, and I feel fortunate for that because it uh, it really formed me the way I am. Now. The, the podcast, my I, my podcast, but R4 wouldn't exist without that, without my parents. Doing, you know, playing that. So, you know, Sam, what, what were you saying? I don't know. I don't know if it's in your DNA or if it's or if it's something like you know. I don't know if it's a nature or nurture kind of thing. But I was nurtured in the shit from from birth. You know, I, I was. I think it's definitely nurtured, and I, I I can see it in my girls, man. Um, the Wiccan, the younger one, who's. Uh, beautiful she's a wonderful mother and everything but she doesn't give a shit about any of the shit that she shouldn't give a shit about <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing she she gets hung up on stuff that doesn't matter you know yeah <laughs> but i mean i'm so glad that she doesn't you know like what she listens to she'll listen to anything she doesn't give a shit she'll uh she'll rock some whitney houston and then, you know, some, you know, dubstep. Right. And she, she, she's played me some really violent dubstep to where it disturbed me. And I don't know why. It made me want to take a shit. <laughs> I don't know if they hit the brown note. That's like, damn, it's just fucking hard to listen to, but I can't stop. Um, and yeah. uh, so glad that my parents were. Uh, conservative Christian Catholic Southern and so she still has that and also has that um, you know that wonder to go out and read something that annoys the shit out of her dad 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I was happy I, that I didn't like it. I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. I tend to think that everybody, everybody likes music, but not everybody is obsessive about it like the way we are. You know, yeah. I mean, or, or like, you know, the, the, the people who I hope listen to uh, the R4 podcast and, you know, like, you know, you know, when you're talking to a true music fan, you 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 feel that connection immediately. And, you, you know, because you, you could talk, you could meet a complete stranger and then end up talking for five hours about music because it's this common thing that you oh. have. My wife, yes, my dear wife, who is downstairs, is not. Uh, a music does she like music sure but she doesn't yeah. it's not it's not a thing for her it's like yeah. a background thing when she's doing dishes or when we're driving in the car she'll hear a tune that she knew from you know the 80s and she'll kind of hum it to herself but she doesn't care about music you know i don't go to concerts with yeah. her because it's not a, it's not a, it's not her thing you know i'm i'm glad that she recognizes that it's important to me so she you know the podcast stuff she has nothing to do with it but she does also says Go do it. Go. Yeah. I know what's important to you. Do it. She encourages it. You know, she, you know, uh, she encourages it. And she enables it. Show. Yeah. Fucking awesome, man. So I got the same thing, man. My wife, she always says, go break a leg. Yeah. She, music is something we bond over. That It's like she'll, she'll take an interest in a band. Like she took an interest in failure because she knew that, that I taken an interest in this band and kind of went through an obsessive phase where all I thought about was this fucking band. Would you say, Sam? Uh, I, well, you kind of triggered a, an obsession with this band. I I'm also love this band. It's another band that Tony turned me on to. You son of a bitch. Well, we're going to talk about them later on this year. Yeah, yeah. we are. Yeah. And I haven't heard a note from them oh. yet. I haven't listened to that record yet, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna devour yeah. it before we start talking about it. You know? Right on. Because I'm and a music fan. Uh, I'm a music fan, and if Sam fucking George tells me I need to listen to something, I'm gonna fucking listen to it. <laughs> and if Tony Thomas no, says, this is awesome, I know that this fuck, that, that, it, yeah, this is gonna be awesome, because Tony Thomas said so. Yeah. You know, that's, that's... Yeah, probably <laughs> Yeah. Tony turned me on to all these bands. Man. Sure. I turned him on. What did I turn you on to? To Pink Floyd. I turned Tony on to Pink Floyd. Floyd. <laughs> and so yeah, then I destroy all the other bands that you turned me on to. Because, well, I was, see, I wasn't, I didn't have the benefit of being raised in the, uh, in the open-minded homes that y'all were in. As far well, as my, music dad, my mother was so, like, you remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> my my parents listen to oldies, and they. Well, listen. I remember hearing the Temptations. Oh, I mean, you your dad had it playing. Yeah. While your mom was cooking dinner. And I appreciate a lot of it now. Fuck yeah, Temptations sure. are fucking awesome. Sure. For sure. I mean, I love. And if like, you say it's, hey, we're gonna fight. We're no, gonna catch no. hands. My dad yes. loved John Lee Hooker. He loved. I um, love that too. Yeah, he, he I love the blues of, guys. Yes, he loved the blues. He loved the rhythm and blues. He loved mm. uh, love Motown. Um, he, he, what he was into, he was into hardcore 
that was something that he, he loved his music and he would burn discs. He got into technology later in life and he just got to where he loved burning discs after discs after discs. <laughs> he obsessed over having different tracks, different uh, mixes and shit. So he was always the, the uh, he got to be the DJ because nobody else could fuck with this stuff. He, he learned it, you know? Yeah. Well, I remember when CDs first came out, remember how exciting that was? You can just yes. press a button and skip tracks. You could put them in different orders. And then finally yeah. I got to like the recorder where I could put make your own mix CDs. It's like, holy shit, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> yes. That was great. Now you could just program it in your phone and play it, whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can listen to literally whatever you want at any time. Yes. At any moment. I'm like, oh, I changed my mind. Halfway through the song. That's wonderful, though. Yes. You have an iPhone, don't you? Me? Yes, I do. Yep. Also, because I'm getting blue messages from you. Oh. What have you got? (laughs) What model? Um, geez, you had to ask me that, didn't you? (laughs) I think it's I think it's a twelve. Twelve, yeah. But I'm not sure. I know it's not the very latest one. And it's either like the one before that or the one before that. I don't know. But it's still badass. Yeah. Oh no, it's 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 a badass machine. Yes. You know, I listen. I, I use this phone. I, this phone I, is constantly in use between me listening to podcasts and music. This this phone. <laughs> that's I use it all day long. Yeah. So I think that's a, well, a, most people now. But it's funny too because it's also it's also come for full circle for me because now I'm a big vinyl collector again. I never thought that would ever happen again, you know. So I'm just, I'm collecting vinyl records again, and this just boggles my mind because and that when I put a record on, I feel nostalgic. See, that takes me back to the '70s when I when I I couldn't believe when I got my first album in my hands. It's like this is the greatest. I have my own music. I can play this whenever I want on my Fisher Price stereo. And now, you know, it, it's come back around and I'm, I'm collecting these records again, you know. Is it as convenient or as the CDs or, or, the, or the, you know, the, the phone, the digital age? Of course not. But it's, there's, there's something special about it. It takes me back, you know, but when I, when I put a record on. So I've been collecting. Jesus Christ, my collection's getting bigger and bigger every day. <laughs> it's getting expensive. There's something to vinyl. There's the, uh, the, the vinyl sound yeah. the whole vinyl experience it's it plays heavy into a lot of the stuff that i get to make music with i've got several plugins that are vinyl based and um they've, they've even got divisions by decades you can program different vinyl styles oh wow into your, into your noise your vinyl noise based That's on cool. your yeah, it gets, technology's gotten really crazy now. Oh, yeah. And it's going to get crazy, even crazier, right, Sam? What are they going to do to us? Put implants? What, what yeah, are gonna we're going to, we don't talk to uh, communicate with each other, read each other's minds. That's what's going to happen. That's crazy. See, yeah. that's, you know, that's you know possible. What, uh, earliest memories... One of my earliest memories, Tony and Aaron, is my dad putting a record on 
on a, a sound design radio shack fucking but it was a good radio player it was a good stereo back then yeah no uh, he put the damn and he put on dark side of the moon i was a little kid three or four i don't know and then uh remembering looking at him him listening to the great game in the sky at that time the man had never heard anything like this. <laughs> mm. He was a man that was had his mind blown out of his back. He couldn't fucking fathom how beautiful this was. Yeah. And I saw that. And I think that's what happened. I think it is nurture. It's nurture with the music part. Yeah. Just like your parents. Tony, your parents were into... Motown and R&B and shit at the time. My parents, was it. but there was always music in all of our houses. That's the the common denominator with with this group, and it's with most groups. And um, yeah, and it was hard for me to explain to my kids that listening to music when when in the in the seventies when I was a kid, that was the activity you were doing. It wasn't, you put the record on and you were doing, like, like it is today, you put the record on and you're, you know, doing your household chores or something like that. You, you didn't have it on with the TV on at the same time. You put the, my parents had the giant console record players, you know, it was, it was, just a, it was a piece of furniture, the, yes. record, the record player was. And so they would put it on yes. and, we, and we sat yeah, there right. and we yeah. sat there and listened to the record. That's what we were doing. And we, and we were talking about the music or it triggered something that would provoke a conversation about something else. But the music was always there and we're listening to it. That's the activity, the actual activity we were doing. You know, I think, I think that's a little bit lost with this, with the, with the newer, gener with the younger generations now. I don't yes. think they. I don't think music serves that purpose like it used to. And I wish Sam, it would. You know. Sam, always good about pointing out the lack of nuance. I gotta give you credit for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's still important to my dad. Yeah. You know, he started listening to fucking top forty like. Camila, Kimbre whatever the fuck her name is. Um, and I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? And he's like, ah, it's different. I, I like the way she's got good, you know, I like it. And so we talked to a man that introduced me to Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what, what are you doing here? And he's like, ah, I, heard, well, I heard all that. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I guess I get it. Okay, but man, I don't like listening to the radio with him now. No, <laughs> I can't. The old man has fucking lost his shit. <laughs> Listen to fucking top forty. Fucking the chain smokers. What? Come on, man. What? <laughs> Yeah, I know my dad doesn't listen to music anymore like he used to, because he was he was not an obsessive over it. But he just, but he 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 liked it. Like he he didn't get obsessive like I did. Like he didn't need to know who produced it, who engineered it, who played, who all the musicians were. That that was me. 
But like a couple months ago, I put on Janis Joplin Pearl. It was one of his records. Yeah, that was that's one of the records I used to hear. And oh. I, went, I started started listening to Janis sing, and I went, oh. So I texted my dad. I said, hey, dad, I just I, I, I put this on today, and I thought of you. So I just thought I'd let you know. You know, and he texted back, yeah. hey, I'm glad I was able to influence your musical taste a little bit. You know, that, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, right. My dad was the reason I would have known about Pink Floyd. I wouldn't have took secret out. But I was like introduced to that you know, like like really young. And it, my dad is the only reason that I like music at all. Is a and uh God man, I I'm I should be more appreciative for that. No, I recognize I, that. I love him. Dad. I love him so much. He's he's Your dad great. was iconic. Oh. As far as our fucking fucking man. Yeah, man. He liked ELP. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was was going to say, here's a man who knew who fucking Greg Lake was. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Jethro Tull. I wouldn't have heard Jethro Tull if it wasn't for my dad. Yeah, my dad had Aqualong, too. And Thick as a Brick. He used to play those. But he didn't. Oh, my dad. dad. My dad didn't know. He, I'll bet you he didn't even know who Ian Anderson's name. You know, yeah. it was just Jethro Tull. He didn't. <laughs> right. He didn't care who the musician. You know, they, they, he wasn't that much of a. He wasn't. You know, that much of a. He wasn't a music obsessive. He liked to listen to music, but he wasn't a music obsessive, like I became. You know? But that's I cool think, because yes. you look at what people back then yeah. had to listen to, and and what this is what normal people were listening to was some of the most random proggy uh, very just, just rich rich music you know that, that's lost on today's culture very rich yes it is lost they don't understand the, the fucking work it took to make that damn song anymore <laughs> Well, they can whip up a track in a half an hour. Yeah, and, you know. That's a fact. I've, I've proven that. Yeah. Well, yes, you have. <laughs> You're. And I hate to be that guy, you know, that get off my lawn guy. That ain't music, you know. I I don't I don't want to be that guy. I don't say like to my daughter, you know, that shit sucks. That's not music. I don't know what. I don't do that to her she actually has a pretty broad palette as far as music goes but you know there's something for me there's always going to be something about a musician playing an instrument and singing without (laughs) auto-tune that is or that's just that's magic to me yes isn't this episode about the occult (laughs) (laughs) how the hell did we get over here (laughs) i don't know what is fucking blasphemy (laughs) (laughs) that's how it it works songs that they never heard always been shooting from the head Barrett yay it was fun though it's just like a vortex you know it was fun he was 
Tony, thank you for letting me be on again. Um, yeah, thank you very much, Tony and Sam. I really appreciate this. This is, I, I'll tell you what, I've done, well, like I said, over 200 episodes of my own podcast, and I've been on plenty of other shows, and I've, I've never been on a show like this where I just randomly free flowed and <laughs> let it let it flow and I don't even know what I said I'm sure that I'm gonna be cringing at half of the shit that I said in this episode. like oh man I can't believe I talked about that <laughs> that's that's part but, of it man yeah yeah of it. and I look back on some of these and I and I, I still find some I still find something about it that you know, makes it worth broadcasting so I'll go ahead and do it. And remember how awkward it was when we started at the end here? We were just just, just shooting the shit. Yeah, man. You know? Oh, fuck. I forgot to press record. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I started recording about eight minutes into, into our our dialogue. At the beginning. I'm recording it, too. I could have sent it to you if, <laughs> if, okay. if, if, you, if you'd forgotten. <laughs> if you're recording the whole thing, send it. Well... No, it's okay. All right. Uh, all right, man. Thanks a lot, oh, fellas. Guys. I appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for being on, Aaron. Yep. Thank you, Tony. Uh, yep, love, love you guys. Uh, appreciate everything that you've, you know. I always have fun talking to you. I appreciate it. For sure. It's a good hang. That's what. Fuck yeah, it's a good sure hang. Sure is. Good hang. I want to come down and hang on your patio. Hell yeah. New patio. My dad okay, lives down in Florida. I should pop down there and come on over. Where does he live, really? He lives near Tampa. I can't remember exactly which town. Okay, that's not far from me. Yeah. My, my son lives in Newport Ritchie, which is right up from Tampa. And my daughter lives in the Orlando area, uh, north, just north of Orlando. Okay, so that's, yeah. that's about an hour from me. Yeah. You got a friend close by? If uh, something happens with a hurricane or some shit, there you go. That's right. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. Hey, Tony, yeah. you, help, you help Aaron? Again, folks, if there's a fucking storm. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'll be that light in the darkness. I'll be a port in a storm. You just watch Stranger Things. Stranger Things. <laughs> No, I haven't seen it. You haven't watched Stranger Things? Not this episode, not this season, no. Oh, it's so fucking great. Elle's back. She destroys shit, and she's the fucking best. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. I finished you, this. You just spoiled it, man. Fuck. <laughs> you know what else? People die. A couple of people die. You're not going to like it. <laughs> All right, then. We'll, we'll just call it at that. Guys, y'all have a good week. We'll see y'all. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. All right, guys. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Later.
Yeah.